Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace. I am blessed and privileged to be joined by the original Awkward Neighbors. You know how every sitcom has an awkward neighbor. Neighbor. Full House had Kimmy Gibbler. Who that's what I was thinking of when I introduced it. That's why I said neighbor. You had Kimmy Gibbler. Um, there. Uh, is also Tim the, the tool man. Who's Tim this? Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson was never the saw him. was the neighbor. Yeah, he never saw his face. Dennis the menace. No, Dennis, he was the bad. He, he, he was. Yeah. yeah, he had the, the uh, Simpsons. Do they have a? The Simpsons have Ned Flanders. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Um, huh. In the annals of um, sitcoms, Family Matters, with perhaps the quintessential awkward neighbor, Steve Urkel. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he did do that, by the way. Yes. That's that all he did. That's a question. Did <laughs> I do that? And yes, he did. He, he did. did do that. But the poor guy, never he never got work after that. <laughs> you know, right. he was typecast as Urkel. Oh. Yeah. They tried in the later seasons to... Stefan. Stefan Urkel <laughs> yeah. when he went into the cool machine. Right. Um, but that, you know, that to was... To rescue his career. That was to rescue the sitcom and to <laughs> rescue his career. And yeah. um, I'm sad to say that I don't I haven't seen him seen him since. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, we'll have to research that and find out what happened to him. Or maybe not. Well, <laughs> you know, it he may be, be working in a factory somewhere. Right. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Which would be an honorable thing. I, I mean, he's not he's not been arrested as as far as, as we, we know. know. Yeah. So, yeah. except maybe in a foreign country that we perhaps. That I be. mean, that would make news, right? I Though, think it would. Yeah. 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 We could send send in a SWAT team to get him out. Well, he is a national treasure, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we would have to. Uh-huh. The Andy Griffith Show had uh, he wasn't really a neighbor per se, but Gomer is that right. his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was yeah. Goober and Gomer. There was wow, I don't know about Goober. Oh yeah, Goober was oh, I forget his name. He was on Hee Haw later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What was his name? Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he was Goober, and then Gomer was his cousin. I think so. Yeah. Goober ran the service station, didn't right, he? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goober and Gomer. That's just you could introduce us as that sometime. I could I didn't know Goober existed. <laughs> yeah, Goober, yeah. Yeah. He he's, he'd always say, Hey Angie. Yeah. He'd make that little click and uh huh. Yeah. Goober and Gomer. Goober were they brothers Gomer. or cousins or cousins, what were they? Cousins. There's some relationship. Yeah. They were equally Gooberish. Gooberish. Yeah. Well, please believe if I had known that such a such a thing existed of Goober and Gomer. I would have done that like way long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you've heard of somebody being a goober, haven't you? Oh yeah, I think yeah, that's where the, it comes from. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, goober, so gomer, that. what do you? <laughs> you got it, goober. Take it. I think you're taking it today. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I got the click, so I'm on. Uh well. So, kind of following up on what we said last week about um, if if God is our partner through the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus openly said to Nicodemus, he said, I didn't come to condemn, I came to save. So he, he didn't come to condemn or critique or judge or whatever he came to save, which begs the question, okay, so what? when he looks at a person, how does he look at them? If he's not critiquing them, what's it, how, what, how's he looking at them? 
So before we got started today, we were kind of batting that around, and and Wayne brought up the idea of of beauty, that maybe he's looking, uh, maybe with a less critical eye and more of a curious eye. If yeah, if that fits, yeah. and he's he's seeing more of the beauty, which involves what we would call both the assets and liabilities of that person, the good things and bad things, however you want to say it. But but yeah. God is not sitting there thinking, I will really not appreciate this person till they get their act, right. you know, till they get their act right. Yeah, which is pretty obvious from all the people he picked to be present with, you know, through the the narrative. They were never uh, perfect, or you know, necessarily even by somebody that we would think that if by an outward judge who analyzed them whether they were qualified or not, uh, would not necessarily be the people we picked. Uh, but God chose them to play that role in the story, uh, not because he's a great judge, because you know he analyzed everybody who was alive at that moment, and this is the one person who stood out, but because uh, he sees beauty in each person, and I think he recognizes and experiences that, um, and so, so that God, in moments with us, he doesn't just see beauty in us, but I think he experiences beauty. Uh, I think we do that from time to time, generally not with other people but with nature or whatever we experience beauty but i think that that god has this ability to experience the beauty of people and and that's what grace i think invites us into as we are actively and intentionally present uh with people in love and uh which is what grace is uh that it creates this opportunity and this possibility for us to experience the beauty of the other person so we're not judging them or finding cr- critical things, or like you said earlier, we don't walk away from a conversation and try to decide what was right about it, what was wrong, or what we like or don't like, uh, as much as we uh, are reminded that in each person there is this likeness of Jesus, there is this uh, this divine spark, or whatever it is, that, that has a beauty to it. Yeah. And it's, it's not that we're blind to the bad stuff. Right. Because I was in a conversation with somebody the other day, and they said, oh, so you mean we just start looking for the good stuff in people? Yeah. And I think, well, would God do that? I mean, God literally covers one of his eyes right. and says, I'm going to fake myself out about this person. Yeah. I, th- I think he sees all of it, and but I would agree. I'm going along with you. I think he sees it all, and he sees it as beautiful. Yeah. The flaws of the, everything, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I had this experience the other morning. I'm a little hesitant to share because it was really real to me, but I'll go ahead and share it anyway. Uh, (laughs) But Saturday morning, I was, uh, it was early and I was awake and didn't feel very good. And, uh, and so I was uh, talking to Jesus and, uh, and we were kind of, it was one of those joyful moments when just being together was pretty cool. And, uh, and so he, I hear him say to me, um, well done. Hmm. And I thought, uh, he, and then he said, you know, this is in my, my heart or my head or wherever it happens. He said, do you know what that means? Uh, and I said, well, you know, the, with my disease and all the, the first thing I think about is that it means it's about over. And, but I don't think that's what you mean. He said, no, that's not what I mean. What is it? And I said, it means your expectations are really low. <laughs> and he said he laughed and said yeah that's what it means <laughs> so i think there's something to that idea that he's not nearly as critical or judgmental as yeah. we think he is yeah 
and that he takes he recognizes beauty in all of us yeah even me so it was pretty cool i think yeah a couple years ago to 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 hear you say that would have upset me because i would think no how do you dare say god has low expectations i think the way i understand it anyway it may not mean what you mean by it but what 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 i see is that um I don't know. He's not he's not waiting for a better day or he's not waiting for improvement. He's not waiting to see if we can finally you know reach a certain level. Right. That that what he's do, I expect you to be you right now. Yeah. That's what I expect. Right. If you want to call that lower expectations, right. but really it's maybe it's, it's a lower uh, threshold of acceptance or whatever because i think he does have really high the sense of really high possibilities for us of what we can become and yeah. for what we can experience of of relationship with him yeah so it's not that he doesn't believe we're we're not capable of drinking more deeply of grace and of love but i think that this kind of low expectation this idea that the threshold where we begin to experience that is really low that uh a seed of faith is is the beginning of of something that's eternal and mysterious and marvelous all at the same time. It, I mean, think about all the encounters Jesus had with people. Some people didn't give him much to work with. Right. Some came with really mixed motives. Right. Selfish motives. Yeah. And and yet he saw in that. Yeah. Wow. They want yeah. me. Right. For very selfish reasons, but they right. want me. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know. Like let's the, start there. Yeah. It's like that rich guy young guy we call the rich young ruler who came to him and you know he he wanted to be justified basically in what he was doing but yet the bible tells us that jesus looked at him and loved him yeah that he just felt you know this great connection with him yeah even though his motives like you said his motives were not right his, he, because when he was given the opportunity when jesus saw the possibility of what could be and he turned it down uh Obviously, his motives were not exactly what they should be, but Jesus still saw in him that beauty and loved what he saw. Yeah. It um, it hits me, too. I don't know why I always come back to this, but it just it's become a very vivid picture in my mind of the last meal that he had with his disciples. And I know we've said this probably five or six times on the podcast. He's going around the circle, and he just literally calls them out. And if you're a first-time Bible reader, you think, oh, no, here it comes. Here it comes. You know, he knows he's going. He's finally going to say what he wants to say to these guys. He's going to ream them out. You're a denier. You're a betrayer. You're a doubter. You're a whatever. But, but instead, he calls them all out, and then he says, now give me your foot. Yeah. And he gets down on the floor, and he looks up at them. He puts himself below right. their liabilities. Yeah. Below, he gets below them yeah. instead of towering over them. He gets below them and looks up into their eyes, and 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 says, "I'm gonna I'm humbling myself below mm-hmm. that which yeah. you struggle with." Right. Yeah. So, God is not towering above us with a judge's gavel. Give me one more excuse, and I'm gonna lower yeah. the boom on you. Right. He's getting below our liability. I don't liabilities yeah. may not be a good. But right. as yeah. opposed to our assets, right? Because we all got them. Yeah, and and, and 
And I think and then the then it's saying that passage in John that uh, he showed them the full extent of his love. Yeah, and that's all you hear as at the they end. were right. You know, not because they got it right, but knowing what was in their hearts, knowing what was going to happen. Yeah, he loved them, and he saw the beauty in them in that moment. Well, I mean. Um, you, you're the one that pointed this out to me several years ago. But in John, when he told Peter he was going to deny him the first time, didn't he say, but don't let your heart be troubled? Yeah. He followed it straight up with right. that because I'm going to prepare a place for you so that we can be together. Right. This is not a yeah. separating thing you're doing. Right. We're going to be together. Yeah. And then it's followed up with, Father, make them one as we are one. Yeah. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Right. I will love you forever. I will never leave you. Right. You know? Yeah. And And so it's like God takes... What he sees in us and the beauty he celebrates and maybe the not-so-beautiful parts, he's like, let me get below this. Yeah. Let me get below this. Right. And and yeah, you know, I'm not going to judge you from a, over top. Right. I'm going to get below it and serve you. Yeah. It's almost as if it doesn't separate us from him as much as it draws him further in. Yeah. But from the bottom side up, right. which is just yeah. killing me yeah. to think about. The, like his... his response to the ugly parts if you want to put it that way yeah is not right to criticize or get or your judge, act together right do you think that comes from the way that jesus leans into creation and participates in creation i think of it like this right like if i'm if i'm well i'll put it this way so i uh, believe it or not i played high school football well, like i was on the team uh-huh. and um so i i went to the first what is day it? what is it did you put a helmet over that hair? <laughs> <laughs> I cut it. I cut it in high school. Is that Pretty right? close, yeah. Okay. So, wow. Okay. Not exactly this hair, okay. but okay. but this head indeed. Okay. Um, and <laughs> that's so rude, Wayne. I was I was on rampant to you know something <laughs> right. deep. And yeah. yeah, way to go, Wayne. Um, <laughs> I went to the first practice. Went to the first day of practice. First day of two days, and I uh, just went home exhausted mm-hmm. i mean like could barely eat dinner and and shower and, and crawl into bed so having participated in football now changes the way that i watch it so i can't just be like well why don't you get him or you know do yeah, this it's like right. well it's it's a lot easier for me from a distance <laughs> right to judge and to say well this is what oh, you need to do good. x yeah. y and z yeah. Right? yeah 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 versus being in the th- having been in the thick wow. of it yeah, yeah, yeah. even on a very small level and like right. oh this is a lot harder than it looks yeah in practice yeah. yeah 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 that's good that's good yeah yeah and uh i think that he, the word becoming flesh is part of that that he understands how that works i think too uh when you said he that he is involvement in creation this idea that maybe the thing that god is enjoys most is meeting us at that that beginning moment with all knowing all that is ahead for us together maybe his greatest joy is is not when somebody gets it right or somebody has it down pat maybe his greatest joy is that moment when we meet him and we open our our lives to him and he he says wow we've got so much to do together yeah. The journey ahead is going to be so rich. Yeah. That I just he's just ecstatic over all the things that lie ahead for us together. I think it uh, maybe maybe I'm stretching this symbolism way too far. But I think the fact that he made us out of dirt 
Yeah. And that's where he meets us. Yeah. In the dirt. Right. And he takes our dirt and says, I can do this again. I've done it so many times. I can yeah. do it again. And he gets a kick out of it. Right. So we think our dirt is off-putting. He says, no, right. this is what I work yeah. with. Yeah. It's, this is yeah. this is my M.O. Right. I work with dirt. Yeah. And, and and he made it early on, so it was part of all the rest of it. Yeah. And he took it in his hands and molded it to make the the highlight of the whole thing. I I always get the feeling it's not scriptural, but I always get the feeling that there was a lot of belly laughing going on during yeah creation, where he just yeah. I mean, you take your finger and you rake it across the Grand Canyon, and you. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, the thousands, if not millions, of people are going to stand on the edge and look at that. Yeah, over the, you know, yeah. history of mankind. Right. Yeah. And and it's like that was fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.